Hello and welcome to Connectivity 212. I'm your host Nicholas Bray and today we see the return of the Themesters uh, segment that we do. And once again I'm joined by Perry Burkham. Hello everyone. And on this uh, episode of Themesters we are also joined by Greg Leahy. Hello there. Uh, pleased to be with you. Hello. Right, so today on Themesters we're going to be uh, looking at some of the music of uh, Yoshi's Island from the Super Nintendo. Um, you know, we have Greg on here, so we have to do Yoshi pretty much, so... Yep, yep it's, it's, it's a rule. <laughs> yep. It's a rule. Yep. So, um, yeah, so Perry, how did you want to kick things off uh, this time? Yeah, so we are uh, recording this on a fun night tonight and uh, we are going to be talking about songs from Yoshi's Island and uh, we went to we all went to a concert you see and uh, the symphonic concert and bought the CD afterwards and it was it was a fun time and uh, we uh, we went to go see the Shy Guy Orchestra and uh, actually if you look down on your device right now you can see a picture of it um, that uh, we got so it didn't get an autograph though there's just too many people but um, yeah so we're gonna listen to the four covers uh, that they had arranged and then talk about also listen to some original soundtrack music um, from the game and talk about it and just have a jolly good time talking about Yoshi's Island from the good old SNES so we are going to just go right into it and listen to the first song. And so, enjoy.
Alright, and that was the Yoshi's Island Music Box theme. And uh, Greg, why don't you tell us a little bit about that song? Yeah, so that kind of opens the gate. You know, the f- it's the first thing you'll hear when you p- uh, stick the cart in. Uh, you know, back back in those days, um, and you get the curious like pre-rendered graphic intro alongside it, which you know is like their sort of concession to the popularity of DKC, <laughs> while the rest of the game kind of shoved two fingers up to it. Um, <laughs> weirdness, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I always like actually like the the music box kind of theme that kicks in with it. And it, you know, in, in the game, obviously, it kind of, like, slows down, like the music box has run out of, of energy, you know, uh, at, at mm-hmm. some point. But, um, you know, I think the guitar is a really good match for that melody and for Yoshi in general. It's something they've kind of come to uh, years later uh, with the Yoshi series. Like, Yoshi's Island was a Koji Kondo soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. Latterly, it's been more uh, Totoka that's been responsible for Yoshi games. Uh, generally, that, that you know, kind of either developed internally or overseen by Nintendo, who uh, is famous for like that. You know, the Totoka song that he hides mm-hmm. in most of the games he does, and he's kind of the inspiration for KK Slider and stuff. So he did Yoshi Story and stuff. And Yoshi Story, there's a tower level sort of where it's made out of wood. That has um, a you know, acoustic guitar sort of rendition of the Yoshi Story theme, um, and then like Yoshi's Woolly World's got tons of acoustic guitar in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like the first thing you hear. A lot of the levels have it, so it's kind of something that latterly has become kind of a bit synonymous with Yoshi soundtracks. But you know, going back and sort of putting it right into the first song of the first Yoshi game like this is kind of a cool little. You know, kind of time warp trick, but it also just fits really nicely with the melody as well. Mm. Right. I I only really remember the, and then I hit start, and then I play the game. So I... <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's true. It's like you, I watched that pre-rendered intro once, and then yeah, after that yeah. it was. Uh... It was fun to get a chance to listen and really hear this. Uh, song like I was just saying because I didn't really hear it before and uh, it's such a it has it's such a moody song that I mean it's it, it is almost like a lullaby like the kind of fitting in with the babies and storks and right I'm mean, like, mm-hmm. kind of oh, like that, yeah that Yoshi story and, and and everything so I really enjoy listening to the theme in it and how it really starts you off on the good foot for the rest of the game and uh just a gentle start which the game kind of has but it doesn't really set you up for the vast amount of baby crying in in between <laughs> all the songs that you hear no, but, you could imagine using that to to quiet the baby crying perhaps <laughs> <laughs> exactly 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 yeah especially this cover version of it as well is very um sort of low-key and delicate sounding almost went to sleep yeah. listening to it yeah i know it's like it's, it has the uh, the rubato i don't know do you guys know what rubato is in music no i've, I've said it many times on radio trivia before i'm a musical idiot i don't I know virtually nothing about musical theory and terminology oh sure well it's all it just means is it's just it's kind of taking the beat at your own like instead of playing a dun 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 you'd play it Dun, 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 dun. You know, just kind of 
morphing the beat around and kind of playing and slowing down so and speeding more, up. It's more loose, really. Yeah, loose. There you go. Mm. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, that I I like the aesthetic of that song. So, mm. yeah. So what we're gonna do now is listen to a song from the game. This is not a cover. Uh, it is the Yoshi Start demo. So this is kind of the first thing you hear also when you kind of get into the game. So let's listen yeah. to that right now. to this song it reminds me of super mario 64 and then it transforms into link to the past <laughs> i don't know if anyone else gets i think that it's this, the scene some of the um synth there sounds a bit like stuff from the link to the past this like a little bit definitely yeah, yeah. And I mean, for me it's the thing about this particular bit of music is that this is just plays over this tiny little sort of in-game graphics this time cinema yeah. kind of thing and uh, then like when you kind of going into the this little training area and stuff so you only ever see that once unless you start a new file and whereas okay. yeah like i would hear the start of the music box theme over and over again when i'm turning the cartridge on and then i saw yeah the other levels in the game i play through goodness knows how many times trying to find everything <laughs> back in the day you know, no internet really for faqs i was playing in japanese it was, <laughs> it was all of it very much an adventure to try and kind of find all this stuff so I heard most of the music dozens and dozens of times over a long period of time. But that particular song, that is Christmas Day, 1995. That, oh, that, yeah. that, that, that's what it will always be to me, because you know, I didn't hear it again for a very long time, probably until I replayed the game years later, and mm. it'll always evoke that for me. It's got this great sense of sort of anticipation building as well, you know, in its sort of gentle Yoshi way, but <laughs> like, it's uh, it's perfect. I really like that. It's just kind of, it's funny, you know, with Yoshi games, obviously, you know, especially with the, you know, the whole baby kind of themes and stuff and the aesthetic it's like oh, they're gonna try and be cute with the music you know the music is gonna try and reinforce the sort of cute childish kind of nature of it all but there's a there's a proper balance to be struck with that that i think um yoshi's island generally gets pretty right that latter Yoshi games have kind of, you know, not quite got as right. Uh, Yoshi's mm -hmm. story probably falls on the wrong side of that line more often. Something like Yoshi's New Island falls on the wrong side of it pretty hard at times. I just played through Yoshi DS, Yoshi's Island DS. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is the one of the things that I was just like, this music, it's nice, but it's just nowhere close to the original. There's just... So 
so much missing. One of the weird things that happened to Yoshi as well is that, you know, unlike Super Mario World, uh, you know, this Koji Kondo soundtrack had you know, a lot of different uh, themes in it, whereas, of course, Super Mario World was built around one central mm-hmm. motif that was just heavily mm. rearranged into castle themes and ghost houses and all the rest of it, you know. But um, this has got a bunch of different stuff in it, quite a bit of range. But then Yoshi's Story, Yoshi's Island DS, Yoshi's New Island, they just do the Super Mario World thing for for some reason. Like I never, I never really got why that became like a Yoshi trademark to just remix the same melody over and over again when that was, you know, when Yoshi's Island right. was not like that. But I just think you know, with with the Yoshi's Island soundtrack, it's got this you know it's got the, the appropriately kind of playful and whimsical and fun sound to it you know it's got these kind of childish elements in it as well but it's just it doesn't get to the point of being like twee or irritating it's got enough actual kind of you know mo- the other kind of range of emotions that it can evoke you know sometimes it is you know somewhat threatening or you know kind of uh, that sense of anticipation i talked about with this song mm. it's just it's got it's got enough range that it doesn't get great in and i think that's one thing i would say is also true of woolly world um which is a big soundtrack lots and lots of different material there um mm-hmm. you know i feel like that's the closest that anyone's got to getting the same kind of feel with a soundtrack for a yoshi game yeah right in that kind of has like a the woolly world kind of has like a country feel to it too it's pretty sweet yeah um but yeah nick i was thinking we could talk about like your history with this game um well my history is pretty short with this game really because i obviously didn't play it back when it came out i didn't have a super nintendo i never really i picked one up second hand in like the early 2000s but i never had yoshi's island uh so Whatever I I did play it back you know in the early two thousands but that was over like an emulator. Um, you know, I do have it on the three DS ambassador program thing like the GBA version. But whenever I boot that up, I just sort of get disheartened at how it looks and sort of not play it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a respectable conversion given the hardware limitations, but you know it's not <clears> the full fat version. You, you know, it is it's not the same. It might be a little so better on an actual. GBA though as well the 3DS versions yeah that's that's a decent the one. best either you um, could get it on the Wii U like you know if you actually pay for it and, oh yeah you know, the G- yeah. the GBA emulation on Wii U is pretty good obviously mm. uh, for that sort of mm-hmm. thing you know but um, you know like obviously you've got the resolution problem which is you know, common with uh, Super Nintendo to GBA conversions mm. but yeah the soundtrack it is not the sound quality is not as good and then you can't really do all of the sort of super FX kind of tricks the same way and all that. So yeah. it's kind of a shame that that's become the version of record, essentially. But it we is, all know it there's It's strange to me that some... they don't put it out, like the original one out, or even like report it to something. Um, yeah, I think the reported thing's a decent point because it's like we all can surmise that there's something up with Super FX. We don't mm. know exactly what it is, that, mm. the, you know, whether it's like a, a rights issue or an emulation issue, whatever it is, that those games are not just going to be emulated the way that other Super Nintendo games have been. But, mm-hmm. you know, actually sort of going back from scratch, you know, like you put M2 on it or something, get them to yeah. just bit rebuild <laughs> get it M2 from to the do ground. It. 
3D <laughs> Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's Island. No, I mean, it'd be, it'd be great, you know, like just yeah. really lovingly kind of recreate it so it's not just like a, you know, a sort of an emulation or anything. It's actually kind of a ground up, like redone port and all that. Mm. That would be nice because at the moment what we've got is a somewhat pale imitation of the real deal for those who have never played the original car. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I would just love to play like an HD pixel pixel you know perfect pixel version of this game mm. i mean I, that's just i really enjoy it like uh like if it was on the new 3ds that that emulation yeah i'd love to see yeah. it on there uh now that would look really nice yeah like i play the donkey kong country games and those you know even those visuals don't look that you know they haven't aged well but they put the emulation is so good it just it looks really good and and i Exactly, it's that Game Boy Advance version, and it's just funny on the Wii U having to get the Game Boy Advance port of Yoshi's Island. <laughs> so, <laughs> Super Mario World 10 or whatever it is, or Super Mario Advance 5. Oh, and of course, yes. on, the, on the sound point as well, uh, you know, the differences in that, not only is it like, you know, because the GBA didn't have kind of its own dedicated sound process in the yeah. way the Super Nintendo did with the Sony chip in there and everything, but you also have the whole thing of bringing in Yoshi's voice from latter games. Yeah, specifically, yeah, samples, to, to, yeah. yeah specifically Totoka, who actually is the voice of Yoshi, <laughs> <laughs> who composed the music for Yoshi's story. Yeah, like that became a thing with the advanced games. It's like, let's bring the voice samples from the N64 era into the old game. So it kind of, um, yeah, that's more obtrusive over the top of the music as well. So yeah, it's I'm not one of these people that absolutely hates Yoshi's voice. I'm you know I, I'm okay with it. Although like the old sort of weird Super Nintendo sound effects are kind of you know what I grew up with, so I like those. But you know they definitely don't like mask the music as much. So in that sense, yeah. it's uh, it's a win. <laughs> yeah, like you don't definitely don't want to hear Yoshi like talking in a conversation. That might be kind of weird. <laughs> so it'd be a very, it would be like those conversations that Pokemon have between themselves in the anime, wouldn't it? The, the... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, which are actually hilarious. But true, they, they, there's potential there, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're gonna move on and listen to the next cover. This was Nick's uh, idea, and Nick, explain why you wanted to listen to this. Um, so this is the above ground uh, theme, but it does morph into the touch fuzzy get dizzy, um, you know, scenario in the game. So where the music goes all wonky and changes and sort of all kind of crazy. I, the original pitch to um, was basically to sort of ape like um, I am the walrus or something, just to make like a really crazy sure. sound. Um, so yeah, that's what this next song is. All right, well, let's listen to it and discuss after. Thank you. 
Alright, so that was the above ground theme with a uh, touch fuzzy get dizzy um, bit at the end there where it goes all weird and wonderful. Wonky. Wonky, yeah. It's always pretty funny in the game. And um, going back to just our previous conversation with the GBA version, I think they altered that in the Game Boy Advance version somehow, but I can't remember. Yeah, it's nowhere how. near as smooth, basically. It can't do the... Sp- obviously, they, you know, for those who don't aren't intimately familiar with this, although it's quite a famous aspect of the game, mm. there's these parts where Yoshi is sort of beset with these fuzzy, sort of cloud-looking things, and if he touches them at all psychedelic stuff happens basically and <laughs> the entire it was a, it was one of those kind of it's a kind of thing that would happen like early in the Super Nintendo's life like the spinning rooms in Castlevania for no particular reason mm. but so obviously this was kind of a, another level of it because you had the Super FX2 chip that could do sort of sprite manipulations that the Super Nintendo could not do natively and so the whole world's just warping and Yoshi becomes like drunk essentially yep. <laughs> you know, the, the dizzy's kind of a euphemism, uh, and uh, yeah. you know every, he can't walk straight. He's got to sway back and forth. The entire world is just sort of going in waves, and they the actually colors sort of brought this back, the effect back uh, in Super Mario Maker as well, or similar sort of uh, idea. Oh. Yeah, one yeah, of the sound is effects that. is basically makes the whole screen go all wonky and warpy and stuff. So it's a similar sort but of the, thing. But I think. The difference, the main thing I remember about the GBA is just that it can't, when the ground's like, you know, sort of warping into these waves, like, you know, it, it's nowhere near smooth. It's kind of discontinuous. Mm. So it's it's just not as psychedelic, basically. It's kind of a weak source version of the, the, the same effect. I mean, you get the idea, but it's, it's yeah. just not the same. You, just, you don't really feel like you're on drugs. You just <laughs> get the idea that you're on drugs. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, with my youth playing these games in Japanese, I always wonder, like, is there an explanation for this on, like, the text somewhere or something in the manual? Mm. I don't know, you know, like, maybe there was, but I'm guessing there wasn't. It's just some weird like I mean, it was, it was really just about them showing off the game, yeah. you know, what they could do in the game. Like, that's the real explanation, but why it was quite in this form is kind of odd, but, you know, I think it works really well with uh, the child's drawing kind of aesthetic of the game, though. There was, there was something kind of... Yeah, there's sort of, of surre- of surreal course. element to it in the first place that kind of, although I guess that's where it kind of makes it feel even more subversive when you sort of introduce the idea of <laughs> some sort of, you know, uh, psychoactive drugs or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Yoshi, psychedelic drugs, you know, they go hand in hand. Yeah, that, that part of it's got a bit, but of course, yeah, it does affect the music as well, as was, you know, sort of. Uh, recreated in the in the cover version there where it just sort of the tempo becomes all kind of slurry and you know it's, it's so sort of as wonky as the uh, the visuals become i remember there was a cover i used to listen to a lot of oc remix stuff and uh, there was a cover of the Super Mario Brothers overground theme, which is this is kind of you know the similar sort of fare, I guess you know yeah. the overground, you know go, going through the standard kind of environment, um, quite the upbeat kind of theme, um, where it that was complete. It was almost like an entire cover in a, t- a touch fuzzy get dizzy kind of vein called Mario likes Thorazine and <laughs> it's um, I can't remember who did it but it's kind of a strings version of the Super Mario Brothers theme which is kind of constantly like changing the tempo and these sort of 
drifting strings and some dissonant elements. It's it's a really different take on that song. You, you, it has like occasional lucid moments where it actually sounds like the Super Mario Brothers theme, and then it slips back. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. That if anyone look, will look that up. Mm-hmm. And what was that called again? Mario likes Thorazine, if I remember correctly. It's <laughs> probably still on there. It's probably still on the remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was you know, probably a decade or more ago. But um, yeah, there, there's a lot of great stuff you know from that era that I remember pretty well. So uh, this would be a good moment to say that if you want to listen to these songs, like kind of outside of the podcast, uh, you can go to Themester or SoundCloud.com slash Themesters Podcast, and I have all of the songs up there. Uh, and the funny thing, I just put them up there, and I, I went back, and a lot of people like listening to Earthbound music, which is the really Earthbound funny. covers are really good. Yeah, I like those yeah, ones as well. I, uh, I second that, and it, great original source material, of course, but um, mm-hmm. great arrangements too. Oh yeah, I oh the those originals that it's an amazing. But yeah, just want to throw that out there. Also, if you wanted to go back and listen to this song. Um, Greg, what are the what are the tall and skinny? Is it thief? Are they thieves? Are they what are they called? The the shy guys, they're like jerks. Yeah, okay. Unfortunately, again, I the names I'm not so good with because I played in Japanese when I was a kid. Oh. But I think I know who you're on about the sort of the masked guy that that uh, steals baby Mario off your back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That guy. So during the concert, if you listen to the song again, he he starts playing his French horn and that's when he gets hit with the fuzzy and then everything just <laughs> everything just went up in flames. Then the the crowd thought that was just so funny. So go ahead and listen to that again. <laughs> oh, it's Bandit, I think. It's Bandit. Bandit. There you Thank go. You. There you go. I just thought it was Thief. There you go, Bandit. It's 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 you, you got me there basically. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's a fraud. He really doesn't like Yoshi at all. <laughs> who, who, who doesn't like Yoshi? Greg, obviously, because he didn't know oh, that yeah. piece of trivia. Yeah, I know. I was kind of surprised. You didn't but, know. Uh, my Japanese to skills weren't too hot back in the day. That was something I found out latterly. <laughs> I got thought you were going to tell me like the inspiration behind Bandit and like when they thought of it and what the original colors were and stuff. But that's okay. You didn't even know its name. That's fine. Uh, we're gonna listen to another original soundtrack uh, song, and this is one of Greg's picks. He, it's the castle and fortress theme, and I don't know if you want to say anything about it now, or should we just play it? Yeah, you will play. I'll, I could come out on the other side. All right, let's do that. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, so, you know, with that last song, I think it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier in terms of there's a certain amount of range with the soundtrack here. It's still playful, obviously, mm. you know, within the sort of Yoshi's Island world, but it's, you know, it's got a bit more sort of atmosphere to it, you know, somewhat ominous kind of feel. This, the start of it um, struck me as, like, sort of deserty sounding, um, like the little intro the bit percussion. The start there. Yeah, and the then percussion it moved kind of into that... Like, that... Sounded to me like it came from the song of storms and Ocarina of Time. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The Koji Kondo. I think. Yeah. That, that, I think you pretty much blame him for that. Presumably. Yeah. He's <laughs> he reused went, it. For Ocarina. Went, he went back to that well with the song of storms. If you'll forgive the somewhat pun <laughs> of the, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The the um, no. I mean, the funny thing about this, I feel like actually they tried to kind of recreate this in Yoshi Story Totoka with Yoshi Story. Mm. Um, like I said, Yoshi Story, you have the same theme, just rejiggered a whole bunch of different ways, including some sort of weird hip-hop thing with <laughs> Yoshi. <laughs> like what, whatever that was, um, but the actual the ba- the baby Bowser castles at the end do have a different motive, and it's very Nutcracker actually in that case. Mm. But it, clearly, I think it got there. You know, thinking about this this particular song, it's going for the same thing, but I don't think it does it quite as well. Like I said, I think it gets a bit too close to Nutcracker, um, and it isn't as atmospheric. And I guess that kind of maybe just goes to the like I said, the difference between Yoshi's Island and Yoshi's Story, which is that Yoshi's Story is just more overtly puerile, if you will, and that, <laughs> you know, kind of. Um, yeah, it lacks that that extra bit of sort of um, ambience that I think this has got. Yeah, it, it, there's like two sections kind of to the song, and I feel like that that there's a song of storm sections, and then like the second section is it sounds like kind of like a ghost house mm-hmm. in or yeah. or just kind of like a Super Mario World you know dungeon or a castle, and so I feel like I feel like like just like you said, like Yoshi's Island had that. It had a, a lot of inspiration from Super Mario World in it. At, I mean, it being a sequel. Right? Yeah, I mean, it was it, well, it was marketed as a sequel in the right. West, whereas it wasn't marketed as such in Japan. Um, right. But yeah, yeah. Well, clearly, it was it was you know something of a successor, and you had a lot of the same creative leads in their respective roles. So you exactly. know, it's undeniable the, the lineage. And then I feel like it just kind of like branched off and kind of just you know broke away from that mold with the subsequent you know, releases yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so. very much. They, I think they tried to distinguish it more. Um, you know, as, as I've said many times, Yoshi's Story is kind of trying to do a 3D platformer in 2D, which, <laughs> which is <laughs> odd, an it's odd so choice. Weird. But, um, you know, like that that's that's what they were, you know, they, they were trying to sort of take it off more in its own sort of direction and uh, I, you know, I said I think uh, Woolly World you know, subsequently they've tried to hew back to Yoshi's Island you know where you know, both the, the DS and 3DS games are sort of criticised for being too similar 
<laughs> to it and, and the unruly world to some extent as well uh, mm-hmm. although it does have its own kind of aesthetic to distinguish it somewhat um, definitely but, you know it, it's a bit you know they kind of tried to make it more different and then since have been trying to recapture the magic <laughs> so it's a weird sort of push and pull mm-hmm. so we're gonna go right into the next cover this one was my pick and uh it's the flower garden theme, which I, to me, when I think of Yoshi's Island, I think of this song. That's just what I think of, and it's like one of my favorite songs ever. I just love the melody. So, let's go ahead and listen to it right now. That was Flower Garden. Uh, I think that's the first level, right? That must be the first level. Yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. so. When I got this game when I was little, I, I, I guess my brothers had a Super Nintendo, and I, none of us were really into video games, and like really, it was just kind of like we had one. And um, somehow I got a hold of this game, and I remember playing it, and uh, 
you know, I didn't really have any knowledge of video games before coming out. Like, obviously, I wasn't into, like, I don't think there was anything on the internet for this game or magazines even. Like, I didn't have Nintendo Power, nothing. You know, no one knew anything about it. So none of my friends were into video games, really. So just playing this game, I think it really kind of helped me with kind of, you know, like developing, like, my love for this game. Uh, because I just think when you're, when you're, I mean, you guys, out of all people know, like, being in the media, you know, you know, like, seeing, being up to date on everything and how you kind of have already developed a feel for the game before you even get to play it. Um, so I didn't have that at all with this game, and I really liked having that, and um, and really the pastel colors and the, you know, like the crayons and the sound effects, and then especially the music really developed a lot of nostalgia for this game over the years. I don't think I ever beat it when I was little, but... Uh, you know, I just, I very, I remember it very fondly. So when I, and you know, I I would always start over again. So I always know, you know, this level, this music is, this uh, piece is uh, my favorite just because it just brings me back. So I don't know if the same for you guys, if you have a, if you kind of know, if you have like the same feeling towards the first level music, you know. Again, it's it, it, there's an association with uh, with the Christmas Day thing for me, like because I ended up hearing it in so many other kind of contexts because of going revisiting, uh, then it kind of dilutes that. Unlike the actual right. like uh, intro cutscene that we played, but uh, you know it's still yeah it still kind of uh, yeah, hits those sort of memories a bit, and I I do really like the the xylophone sort of uh, sound for this song. It's pretty much perfect, I think. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah it's kind I mean, of the islandy, you know. Yeah, he's got the yeah the kind of that yeah the kind of evokes a sense of place, but also has that kind of playful, cute kind of sound that you're looking for. Uh, for this kind of game, you know, with with the with the art style and the main character and everything, it's 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 just exactly you know the way it should be. It does it. It does sort of this cover at least. Um, it did remind me of like. You know, you could probably play this over the top of like babies learning to walk and stuff, and it'd probably fit right in. You know, like it just has that sort of <laughs> slightly clumsy um, uh, feel to it to me. Sure. Oh yeah, sure. I can totally see that. <clears throat> um, yeah. So that was uh, Flower Garden. Uh, we're gonna move on to another OST song. This is Nick's pick. Uh, it was the bonus game song. So is this, this is is this an after every or how do you get to the bonus game? Well, you have to. You it depends on collecting flowers first of all. You remember this is something that's come back a lot of Yoshi games where there might be five flowers to find, um, and each one you find becomes a point on like this sort of uh, roulette at the uh, goal of the level, mm-hmm. and then when you pass through the the goal circle. You know, it depends what it hits, and obviously the more flowers you've collected, the more it, more of them there is for it to hit. And if it hits a flower, you go through to the bonus game where you can earn extra lives. Well, there you go then. Let's listen to it right now. Thank you. 
right, so I think we all know what they're going for here. <laughs> Definitely like a carnival, right? A carnival game. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, yeah, oh, yeah, well, even... I mean, some of the, there's different ones, but like some of them are very literally like that. You kind of, you know, sort of hit targets with mm. uh, Yoshi's, uh, the, the same sort of crosshair that you have in the main game, throwing eggs and stuff, and you have to match up, like, you know, it's a simple matching game or something like that, you know, it's uh, that's definitely the, the vibe they're going for. Some of the, like, it does sound like, obviously it's going for that fairground sort of sound, but the, um, some of the bit was like, da, 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 da. um, I don't know, it sort of reminds me of, I can't put my finger on it, like, you know, um, similar music you might see in movies when they're, like, in Venice or something, um, with that, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, yeah. It's, and it's kind of that, well, the accordion. Yeah, right? the accordion, so. yeah. Yeah, that's what it does. Things yeah. in there. Yeah, um, I, I guess with the bonus game, I'm trying to think of. Uh, there's not really a lot of other, like, Nintendo games that have the bonus game. I'm trying to think like one like the Super Mario Land Two um, has that if you ring the bell up on top, you go into a bonus game, and it's kind of like a similar idea with like yeah. upbeat. It doesn't have the same kind of music. It has actually really awesome music for the bonus game too but just that same idea of um something at the end but i is there anything recently that they do do they do bonus games um hmm like in uh willy world that doesn't have a bonus game does it i thought it did have some sort of meaningless bonus game but it must have been really meaningless because it's kind of escaping yeah. <laughs> yeah. memory. i mean the thing about these bonus games is the where they were useful is that you could as, first of all you could unlock them um, like just on the menu map thing, uh, the level select uh, by sort of uh, getting good scores on the individual levels and then just play them whenever you wanted. And the thing about that was you could get those item cards that you could select from the pause screen. And so, for instance, you might, like for me, I remember going for 100%. You know, every now and again, I'd just go and grind out so we have one of those to get like the plus twenty stars thing. Because mm. you know, if I finally found the correct, you know, the twentieth red coin or whatever on a given level, I did not want to have to do that all over again because I got hit once and lost the perfect thirty stars. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> you did want to have these items on hand, and the bonus games was uh, was a way to have them. Yeah, you know, have quite a few of them. So definitely, you know, it had a sort of importance in that respect that um, you don't see with latter Yoshi games. Like I think um, the R two slash R Z games. I think they just got rid of them altogether. Mm. Yeah, I I don't remember the uh, the roulette wheel at the end, you know, with the collected five. Well, they just flowers. kind of they had kind of just um, you know they might have the visual, but you know it, I think the the closest thing they had in like Yoshi's New Island, for instance, was the motion controlled vehicle bits that were kind of separate. But I think that was just kind of getting extra lives. Uh, things like that, you know, wasn't right, that, that actually right. right? You could have stuff like you know like just bring a fire melon in out of nowhere. You know, like you just sort of, you actually press pull. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing for a Mario kind of platform. You've always got an inventory of items. It's like you can have regular melons, fire melons, you know, the plus 10 stars, plus 20, and just, just press pause and activate it at mm. any time, pretty much. I think maybe apart from the castle levels, I think they, they restricted it. 
but mm-hmm. yeah you know like that that was so, so it wasn't even just to sort of make sure your score was shored up it was that it might you know, be to just have an item there that um could help you during the level which i guess they kind of played with a bit with the whole um patches idea in woolly world we've we're almost kind of like cheats aren't they that you can pay right for, right um, yep and like they give like discounts right or like special you can get this for free now if you or something like that i remember mm. playing through that but i i guess i do remember in d and yoshi's island ds there is the bonus game and I, I think it's there are a couple but it's just like a match two you know like the you know pick a card and pick another card and then if they match you get it and don't pick the chemic or whatever so but uh yeah so bonus games are fun so well we are down to our last cover this is the fourth one uh this was another of greg's picks uh it is the underground theme and greg once again i don't know if you want to say anything before just go for it yeah yeah maybe i'll, I'll come back in on it you know after on the other side Sounds good, let's do it. So, yeah, the, when we first started kicking around ideas for covers, this underground theme was one of the first things I thought of because, in large part, um, there's a, a cover, uh, again, go back to listening to OC Remix stuff from, like, ten years ago uh, of this by McVath uh, called Crystalline Caverns, which is 
uh, quite a different uh, one from from this version, but um, that kind of really kind of reinforced my love of the the theme that kind of already existed. With that, it was piano driven, kind of. It's the kind of thing. It's a weird reference, but it's the kind of thing that sounds like they'd be playing over an evidence gathering montage in an episode of CSI, but it's probably <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's better than that makes it sound. <laughs> um, but um, in this case. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of things uh, I really like about this version. Like, first of all, there's the, the kind of um, hand percussion kind of thing, element to it that's go- going on. Reminds me of the the fortress theme for Woolly World, actually, which has got this kind of chill guitar vibe going on. Um, but it has a you know a similar sort of percussion element. But then the orchestral elements here kind of uh, bring a bit of uh, gravitas to it that mm. um, yeah, the original version yeah, doesn't really have. It's not it's uh, the original version is kind of is more subdued than you might think for a Yoshi game. Right, you know, it's it's right. kind of I don't know whether moody is 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 all the way true, you know, like I said, subdued's probably about right. But it's not as like cheeky as the Mario Brothers underground theme, which is, you know, kind of the obvious reference point um mm-hmm. here. So yeah, they always kind of struck me as kind of an interesting song, and then yeah, he, like I said, there's a couple of different ways you could go with it. Like the VAF cover I talked about kind of takes it squarely into somber territory, whereas here it's kind of more built up into something you know a bit more grandiose with the uh, with the orchestral feel. So uh, yeah, like almost like motion picture soundtrack. Yeah, you know? yeah. So with with uh, it's, so it's just uh, you know, it shows you that I don't know, it kind of for me shows like the, you know the. Ex- the extent to you know, what was there in the first place mm. that you can actually kind of pull it apart into these quite different directions and they both work. I, I, I've got a lot of affection for that and definitely spent a hell of a lot of time hearing that particular song because it just feels like some of the levels that had the hardest to find secrets were like in these big underground sure. uh, labyrinths or whatever. You know, the shy guys on the stilts are the ones playing the bass because they could reach up there right and and they really lead they really lead this song and uh and it also has the big fat shy guy playing his harp and he he is he's a beautiful harpist so i just I, i'm glad that you know they really they never get a chance to shine right? yeah i really so, like no because most well. of the time they're encased in eggs that's what <laughs> even the big shy guy gets encased in a giant egg that causes <laughs> the entire world to rock when you try and throw it <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so um cool well that's all of the songs that we're gonna play um i i i wanted to have greg talk a little bit about just his like he was talking about christmas and getting it like what was what was your mindset before yoshi took over your life (laughs) to be fair yoshi started to take over my life in 1991 when i wasn't even seven years old so you know there's (laughs) there really there's barely a time before yoshi really i don't remember (laughs) much before yoshi was you know just Playing Mario World, it's like that's my guy. There he is. That's yep. you know, me and <laughs> Greg, you both. Greg was weird, like, you were know. like, uh, I wish I could get this Mario guy off my character. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I think it helped, you know, be <laughs> identified with. Yeah, you know, t- I mean, it's pretty plausible now, but being a sort of big fat bloke with facial hair at the time was like, you know, kind of not something I could really identify with. But the <laughs> fact that he was Yoshi's friend made him relatable. 
Mm. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah, I was happy when Yoshi's know, Island you know, kind of came, kind of came to fruition. Um, that uh, you know, like they were pushing, you know, it was kind of the sequel, and now Yoshi was an even bigger part of it, and, and all that kind of stuff. Although I wasn't sure about the graphic style, you know, actually in magazines and stuff, because of course we got to remember, you know, this was like nascent dial-up internet periods. Mm. So I mean, I was actually online, but you know, you could barely get you know anything of interest uh, through it, and what you certainly couldn't see is videos. And that's the thing, I mean, Yoshi's Island looked interesting in screenshots, but especially with all the sprite warping stuff that we talked about and all that, it's mm. really in motion where you get the idea of what they're going for. And that was always the incredible thing about those days, especially because I was importing games before they'd even be out here. You know, I wouldn't see them, you know, in demo kiosks or around a friend's house or anything like yeah. that. It was, you know, I saw them in photographs. And then it was kind of like, okay, what's it actually going to be like on the day? You know, mm-hmm. and that's what we kind of made it really kind of, it was exciting, but at the same time, like, you, you know, it was a lot of money to import games and you was a little bit nervous too. <clears throat> um, but yeah, naturally, this was a, this was a big home run, uh, as you might have guessed. Yeah, I'm going to assume that. Mm. I was just wondering, this is a little off topic, but how did you, like, get involved with importing like Japanese games, like how did you become aware of the downsides, like as a, like a seven year old? Yeah, well, exactly. He's my older brother. He's eight oh, years right. older than me. He was oh, okay. twice as old, so he knew about these things, uh, you know. And uh, I was young enough just to get excited about what he was talking about. <laughs> you know, it was just like, yeah. trust me, it's way better than what we've had before, and it's way better than what anybody else has got right now. You're gonna lose. You're gonna go nuts for it, basically. And I was like, okay. And then you know that got ridiculously excited. And then you know, as years went on and I got older, and I was reading the magazines kind of independently mm. and all that. Then yeah, you know, and going on the internet as well. You know, the, that was uh, you know big thing for news and all that kind of stuff. Then it yeah, I, I t- you know, took on a life its own. But yeah, that's my older brother's to blame mm. for both that and the NFL. If anyone's wondering. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on, both you, Nick, and Greg. Um, I we're we're kind of like surrounding the world right now. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> like, but two of us drive on the left side, but two of us use the term soccer. So <laughs> I'm gonna let everyone figure those out because you know. It's that's that's my trivia for the day. But uh yeah, it was really fun getting together and talking with you guys about this game. It was really fun making the songs too because it's it's fun to make songs when they're amazing. So- it's fun to cover songs when they're amazing, right? Mm. So uh I had a lot of fun doing that. So and I think I think a lot of people are going to have fun listening to Greg talk about Yoshi's Island cuz that's just you know yeah, I'm sure yeah, I've spoken. It's the rule, right, as you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to, got to be done. I'm, I'm sure I've spoken about it a bit over the years, but probably bits and pieces because it hasn't been that current at any point. We've never done a retroactive on it. We did mm. Yoshi Story uh, uh, yeah. once upon a time. I think it's an episode called Fruitosaurus Rex. If anyone wants, to look <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you guys were really down on it. I remember it, it was yeah was yeah. I mean you know I'm not I don't hate it like some people do, but I don't I, I don't particularly like it. I think it's you know a fair drop off from uh, from Yoshi's Island in in a number of respects musically, as I've kind of already said, being one of them. 
but uh, I do think that this, um, you know, uh, was a great kind of, uh, you know, finale for the Super Nintendo, really. You know, I mean, I didn't have too many Super Nintendo games after this, even though it would be eight months later before I got an N64. Mm. Um, but, you know, there is no, no better kind of way to finish off the, the Super Nintendo's life than the, uh, the the end credits for this in this game. It has probably the most perfect final few notes of a song ever as the babies are held aloft triumphantly reunited with their parents and the level clear fanfare from the original Super Mario Brothers plays. It's <laughs> it's so perfect. It's wow. indescribably perfect. They've never got anything that right ever again, if you ask me. Yeah, well, first of all, spoilers. Who would have thought, eh? Who would have thought? I was so sure Baby Bowser was just going to like sit on them until they turned into jelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like the like the the freaky ending on uh, Majora's Mask, like when the world just is is dead. It's it, destroyed. It yeah, <laughs> that would be a, that would be good too. Well, uh, Nick, did you want to say anything? Um, no, not really. Just uh, thanks for Greg for coming on and for you, Perry, for organizing the covers and the, doing all the music stuff as you do. Um, that's about it, I think. All right. Well. Uh, I do want to tell people that I did start a new podcast on NWR called Talk Nintendo Podcast um, with my buddy Casey, and uh, it's kind of a mixed. It's it's funny because we're we both listen to all the podcasts on NWR, and it kind of ends up being a combination of all of them. Uh, <laughs> it's like Radio Free Nintendo, uh, Radio Trivia, and like the Famicast, and then like Connectivity put together so that's how i describe it so um yeah if you want to check that out that's on the site and we're on itunes as well so also one more little plug here the artist that drew this episode's art um his name is matt keller he's an amazing brilliant artist cartoonist and uh if anyone out there would like to hire him for any projects or anything uh just get a hold of me my twitter handle is at p burkham uh yeah. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Nick. Oh, well, thank you. It was an absolute pleasure getting to talk about Yoshi, but moreover, getting to hear some, some cool new versions of songs I've got a lot of affection for. Um, but very pleased to be involved. Well, thank you. And we will see everyone next time on Themesters 5. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.